This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Matt Britton. He's America's leading expert on the millennial generation, having consulted for over half of the Fortune 500. In 2002, he founded MRY, which he grew to 500 employees and was acquired in 2011 by the Publicist Group. In 2016, he joined CrowdTap as CEO, which is what we'll really focus on today. That's a company that was spun off from MRY and was since focused on bringing CrowdTap's real-time consumer research product, Suzy, to market. Matt, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right, so break this down for me. So back in, I think it was between 2009 and 2016, you were listed as the founding partner and chairman of the board at CrowdTap. How did Correct. CrowdTap get created off of MRY? Yep. So MRY was originally called Mr. Youth, and it was called Mr. Youth because we were founded on the premise to help big brands target teens and college students, basically right when the internet was starting as a thing, not to date myself, but it's the reality. And one of the things we were doing back in the day is we had these major student rep networks. So we had student reps for Microsoft and P&G and Coca-Cola, and we built the software to manage and measure them. Then when bloggers, which became influencers, kind of took off, um, we had a lot of third-party agencies and companies asking if they could license our student rep software to manage their own blogger platforms. So I saw a business opportunity. So I took a couple developers, put them in the corner of the office, didn't let anyone mess with them, (laughs) and they essentially incubated a new company, uh, which we spun out, which would become CrowdTap. And so we spun it out of the agency, uh, raised venture capital, um, put in a different CEO. I continued to build the agency and sell it. Um, and then when I left the agency after it was acquired, CrowdTap was kind of right there waiting there for me. So um, I had always been involved on the board, but I was obviously running another company. So I didn't have time to, to run both companies um, like Jack Dorsey does. Yeah. Um, so I left and I, I joined and it's been great, great experience so far. When you spin a company out of a larger agency like this, what does the cap table look like in the new company? Does Mr. Mr. Youth actually just, is it listed as Mr. Youth or is it listed as you or how does it look like? So the cap table's mirrored. So we actually did that after we had sold what does a that majority. Mean? So basically what happened is before we spun it out, we sold a big piece of the agency to a private equity firm. Okay. Um, and the private equity firm had different kind of pieces to it. So the cap table was already not just the employees, but there's a cap a private equity firm that was in there. We basically took the same cap table that existed for Mr. Youth and that became the crowd ta- uh, the, the cap table for CrowdTap on the individual basis. But then very quickly thereafter, we raised venture capital from some big time uh, venture capital firms. How much? So qu- uh, we've raised to date about 15 million. Okay. Um, our first round was, I believe 6 million, Great. um, foundry group being the lead investor out of Boulder, who's a really prominent VC who I absolutely love working with. So once they, you know, put money in, it really changed the cap table kind of instantly anyway. And they were really two different companies. So let me ask you a question. Your first big thing, once you spin this company out, is you got to go find a CEO. But if the cap table is mirrored as the agency, I imagine you have to convince the private equity people and everybody else, Hey, this is the CEO we should go do. How did you manage that decision? 
Well, the CEO actually was the person who was the kind of the lead product manager and crowd type within the agency. Ah. So he just kind of took it and run with it. We didn't have to bring in anybody new. Got um, it. And since Brandon Evans did a great job, took it, took it to a certain point. Then we brought in an outside CEO, um, and then I replaced that outside CEO when I joined. Okay, that must have been an awkward conversation. How, how did you manage that? Was the did the did the did the CEO you brought in kind of know that you are selling your media company and you would join a CEO and he was only going to be there for a year or two? How did you manage that? No, it just kind of worked out that way. It was timing. Um, we mutually decided to part ways with the CEO around the same time that, yeah. um, I decided to leave. It actually wasn't even, uh, completely aligned from a timing standpoint. Cause uh, as you know, I was running an organization called summit series for about a year in between. Um, and then, you know, the, the opportunity arose for me and I decided to join. So it wasn't really planned in advance when we had hired Brandon's replacement. It was just more timing and it yep. worked out that way. Okay. Let's dive more into the business. So uh, obviously crowd tap, uh, remind us again, what year you spun it out? So we spun it out of the agency at around 2010, 2011. Okay, 2011. And I believe uh, my research team is unbelievable. TechCrunch reported in 2011, you guys, I think, hit a million in ARR that first year. Is that right? Yeah, but you know, CrowdTap, it's interesting because influencer marketing, in my opinion, is never going to become a fully programmatic software solution. In fact, there's, there hasn't been one influencer marketing company that's sold for $50 million. And the reason why is that when you deal with people, especially higher level people that are represented by William Mars, you have to give them creative briefs. You have to get back to them. You have to ensure brand safety. It's not something you're ever going to be able to push a button and do. So I think the business model of CrowdTap being a pure play software solution as an influencer company was never really something that had the potential to be as big as I think maybe we once thought. So the company really exploded early on, but the reality is that the market kind of caught up. And when I came in, there was definitely need to disrupt and reinvent the model of CrowdTap. But yes, it did achieve a lot of revenue very quickly as a byproduct of it being incubated in the agency and us just having so many brand connections versus being incubated by engineers who really didn't understand how to sell you know, how to sell the advertisers. Yep. Now tell us about your business model today. So do people, it's, yeah. I assume it's a SaaS model. What do people pay you on average per month? So I, I'm, I can't disclose what uh, clients pay per average per month. Um, what I can say is that we're going through a process right now of essentially doing another spinoff. Um, we're essentially taking the people and the software and we're pivoting what the software does to being a business intelligence tool because while the users were really great at uh, allowing us to kind of create and share content on behalf of brands, what they were incredibly successful as giving our clients real-time insights. There's game mechanics behind the CrowdTap platform where if a client asks a specific uh, segment of our audience a question, they get answers back immediately. And that's something that is a pure play software, um, you know, a business model because it doesn't involve people, it doesn't involve creative, et cetera. So we're taking our creative um, and our kind of influencer business and that's staying as CrowdTap. And it's going to be more of an agency model. And then we're rebranding our software platform, Suzy, as a business intelligence tool, which is kind of funny. It's cyclical, right? So we spun off a software company from the agency. Now we're spinning an agency off the software. But I think that's what you have to do as the market evolves. Mm -hmm. So why not? I mean, 2012 was a hot year for this. So I played in my first company was called heyo.com. We were drag and drop Facebook applications. So I was very much in this. We raised less money than you, but we raised capital, grew to a significant amount of ARR. And in 2012, you know, we had many offers to sell because it was so hot. You remember Wildfire, Involver, oh, Bitrue, yeah. Buddy Media. I mean, you know, why didn't you decide to sell in 2012? I mean, in hindsight, we probably should have. Yeah. I think that, you know, when you have VC investors, they swing for home runs. They're not about singles or doubles. And while the company had grown, we were certainly not at the home run level. Um, we maybe could have convinced the buyer that 
you know, we were, but yeah. it's just not something that we decided to pursue at that point. The company was growing. Um, but you know, I think it's going to be fortuitous because this second time around, I really think we're building the business the right way with a true software solution, um, on our marketing intelligence side. And we're seeing incredible results already. Yep. Now you, uh, in 2014, you guys were on the Inc 5000 list and they put up there about 16.5 million in ARR that year. Is that accurate? Well, 16.5 million in revenue. So okay. Revenue, so break that. Yeah. Break that out for me. Well, well, so not all revenue is recurring revenue. And as I mentioned, the influencer business isn't really, it's not like salesforce.com or, you know, a, a, a MailChimp or a true SaaS platform. So I think that's, you just basically illustrate the issue is that all revenue is not annual recurring revenue. Yep. And a lot of that revenue was service revenue. Um, can you, you know, do you mind splitting that out for me since it was so many years in the past? Um, you know, I don't even think you could go back and actually you know, in a valid form, say what was recurring revenue, because it was never really a self-service platform. But I mean, I, I would, so, so we, there's always a service element to it. So I could tell you it's 50% and maybe it was, but you know, a, a buyer could come in and say, no, it's really only 20%. I see. Now I can tell you the business we're doing right now on the Suzy side is all ARR. It's yep. all software revenue because it really is a software driven platform where CrowdTap in the past was almost like a tech enabled service. Got it. So, okay, let me, let me, let me ask this question differently. Um, the revenue on CrowdTap was more predictable than Mr. Youth, but not as predictable as a pure play SaaS company. I think that's fair. And I had higher gross margins. Yeah. So, um, although some could because say Because of the tech enabling I, aspect. That's exactly right. But some could say that, um, you know, if you have a retainer based model, an AOR model as an agency, it's relatively predictable, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously they could do an RFP at any time, but if you have a deep relationship, it's somewhat predictable as well. Yeah. The fact is that it's, it's people-based and people-based businesses have more risk attached to it because, you know, a new CMO comes in with different relationships. It's a completely different animal. I mean, running an agency for 15 years versus running a software company for two years, I can see it's such a, such a stark difference. Yep. Um, I really prefer running a software company because, and I'm not as dependent upon the politics that can sometimes come in, uh, come in the way of an agency. The agency model is not a meritocracy. It's not the best work wins. It's really the people who can play the best politics um, wins, where I think a software business, your product can really stand apart. Many of you know I am buying companies that I really, really like, and there's no quicker way for me to get to the bottom of what is happening on that website than using this tool called NathanLaka.com forward slash hot jar, H-O-T-J-A-R. It basically will give me a recording, okay? When anybody lands on the website, it'll give me a recording of where the viewer is scrolling and obviously does the basic stuff like heat maps too, but I learn so much about where the users are scrolling and clicking on my site using that tool. It helps me increase conversion rates, make more money and grow those businesses faster. And we'll have to see what happens with those businesses, but I'm buying them. I'm buying them very quick and I'm using nathanlaka.com forward slash hot jar for all of my website analytics. You can too. I work with them. It's totally free. You can go to nathanlatka.com forward slash hot jar. No credit card required. Again, use it as much as you want. nathanlaka.com forward slash hot jar. I'll see you there. Your, your last big round, I believe, was $5 million in 2014 before you chose to do a debt right. financing in 2015. Um, 
you, you know, you're, you're now going through a spinoff, you're highlighting some positive and, and negatives about the business. Is it fair to say that that revenue between 2014, where it was 16.5 million and today is generally flat and that's, what's driving the spin out. And that's what drove the debt financing instead of another, you know, next series round of, you know, equity funding. I think what I'll say is that the God, no softballs today from you. No um, way. I think it's fair to say, but these are fair. These are good. Um, fair. You like these kinds of questions deep down, right? I love it. I love it. I love it. This um, is how business works. Nobody talks about it, right? Right on, right on. The, 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 the growth of the company definitely tailed off because the market caught up with CrowdTap in the influencer space. And I think there were some fundamental issues with the model to begin with, thinking that influencer marketing was going to be a pure play software business. And remember, CrowdTap was never, it was funded with an agency. It wasn't built by engineers anyway, which probably is when some of the warts eventually came out. Um, so yes, th that did have a reason why. And, you know, sometimes you raise debt financing versus equity financing, not so much because you can't raise equity financing, but because you can't at the right valuation. Um, and you, and, and with a business that has, you know, eight figure meaningful revenue, you're, you have the cash flow that you can pay it back, which we did. We also knew we had a business model that we could turn to profitability anytime if we ever needed to. So that's really why we did it. Now we're in a position though where we're, we're spinning off essentially a cash flow positive agency model uh, with CrowdTap and we have really a rapidly growing pure play SaaS model that you're going to hear a lot about in 2018. Oh, is Susie um, already launched? Susie's already launched. You oh, can wow, check okay. It yep, AskSusie.com. Um, we've, we've kind of been, we haven't done a major launch yet. Um, it's kind of been a, a beta launch, if you will. Um, but we already have an upwards of 75 customers on it. Big well, sorry, what was the link? It's AskSusie.com. Ask Susie. Yep. G Jeeves is going to be mad. Ask Jeeves exactly. is going to be jealous. Jeeves is long gone. We, we'd, like, <laughs> we'd like Susie to hang out with uh, girls like Siri and Alexa versus <laughs> and maybe Watson versus Jeeves. That's, a, that's, that's more her speed. That's the club she wants to hang out in. That's a, that's a good story. That's, I, can, I can see you giving keynotes around the country using that as your, 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 your lead in line. Okay, good. Okay, now I'm on Susie beta. This makes a lot of sense. So you said you had, I, and sorry, I was so focused on the link. I missed when you said customer count. You said 70? Yeah, about 75 um, enterprise customers who are licensing the product from us. And is essentially, it, it allows them to uncover insights and data during the same meeting they ask the question in. So would women 18 to 21, like the blue dress or the green dress, they can learn with confidence during the same meeting and allow them to make decisions. So every decision a company makes on an everyday basis can be informed by data. And that's really what we're trying to accomplish with the Suzy platform. And it's using the same users that we had amassed over seven years for CrowdTap. The only difference is instead of asking these people, hey, create content and share it, which could be rather spammy, it's just tell us what you think. Yep. So that that's so it's a pivot and it's not because we're using really a lot of the same technical infrastructure and and the same user base just to to essentially commercialize in the way that we think adds a lot more value to our customers. Yep. Is Susie right now uh, above or below 200 grand in MRR? Oh, we're way above 200 grand in MRR. Way, can we say can we put a cap on it and say between 2 million or 200 and 1 million? That that's that's, that's fair. Good, yeah, okay. That's fair. Do you think you'll break a million in MRR by the end of the year on Susie? Right. By the end of this year, probably not, but we're well on Close. our way. That's awesome. Yeah, That's good stuff. And, and the, the interesting thing is we've done it without even really launching a brand, no, without even impressive. being in the market intelligence space. Um, and we're really just getting started. So I, I essentially am rebuilding a completely new you know, senior management team. And I haven't been so excited about business and I can't remember how long um, because we actually have hit a product market fit. And you know, it feels like the old Mr. Youth days, except I think we have something that's a lot more scalable and sustainable. Because when we're in the agency world, a lot of times the clients still want it, me. 
and we yeah. had an incredible team, but I was sort of like the charismatic leader. And, and I think that's a danger of an agency when you have a charismatic leader is you can only be in so many places at once. Now people want the product. Yeah. And I think that we have an incredible team that's building an incredible product and it's a really exciting time. Now, did you do the same cap table strategy? You just mirrored? Well, it, For Susie? we didn't, we didn't spin off a new company. It's just two business units under the same operating unit. We have not spun it off yet. Got it. Um, but are you going debt, to? If you think about, think about it, we have venture debt. So that sits on top of both companies. So you can't spin a business unit off until you pay the venture debt down, A. Um, but yes, eventually that's the, it will be two separate operating companies because an agency model is completely different. It's valued differently. It has different mechanics behind it. So yes, eventually we will be doing that. But that's, you know, just like with uh, CrowdTap, it was kind of um, under the same operating company as Mr. Youth for a couple of years. That's what we're doing here. Because yeah. if for, you, for a couple of years, you want the same CEO, you want the same CFO, you want that same management infrastructure before it can kind of get its training wheels off and go off on its own. We're also exploring a couple of really cool acquisitions um, in the agency side to really bolster up that space. Because I don't think the influencer marketing space is going away anytime soon, but I do think it's much more of an agency model. And I think that with brands, there's a flight to safety towards the more tried and true influencers. And you're seeing that with platforms like Maker Studios that are drastically decreasing the amount of people that are in their network. Yep, we're running out of time. So just real quick, yes or no question here before we wrap up with the famous five. Um, it, it sounded like when I asked the million dollar question earlier, you maybe you're close to it, but it's a little unreachable for this year. So if, if I take 70 clients into call it, maybe you're at 800 grand in MR, this is a pretty high ticket item, like 10, 11 grand per month kind of contracts, right? Yeah, it's, 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 we, we shoot for high, high six figures, low seven figure, yep. um, deals with brands. I mean, it's big brands. We're offering a ton of value and we're definitely at the lower end of the spectrum in terms of how expensive we are. So I think yep. that we could still even unlock more value, but we still have to improve a lot on the product and really listen to our customers. Does the venture debt prevent you from going and flipping, you know, crowd tap to insight pool or one of these other influencer marketing, you know, platforms? Yeah, but I don't think it would, I think if crowd tap ever sells, it would be to an agency or agency holding company. Interesting. Um, it's, influencer marketing, there's point solutions in software, like it's a company like called Hyper or Dovetail that allows you kind of to identify influencers. But to think there's going to be an end-to-end programmatic solution that gets people to do things at a level that big brands want, it's just not going to happen. And and that's why the, you know, when TV and digital come full circle, it's going to go right back into the hands of the agencies and it's already starting to go in that direction as everything kind of starts to shake out in that space. All right, Matt, let's wrap up here with the famous five. These are quick answers. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, the hard thing about hard things by Ben Horowitz. Easy, number, incredible book. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, I follow a lot of CEOs. I mentioned Jack Dorsey cause he kind of balances so much. So I probably would say he's the one that, um, uh, you know, I'm most interested in terms of how he does on an everyday basis. Number three, besides your own, what's your favorite online tool for running your business? Um, I love, I guess, Salesforce. I mean, I know it's kind of generic, but it works so well for us, especially chatter in terms of how we communicate. I would probably say that. And Slack. Slack's incredible. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I shoot for at least six. Okay. And what's your situation, Matt? Married, single, you got kids? Uh, I'm separated, two kids. Okay. Two kiddos. All right. So are you managing the business and kids at home or are they off at college? No, they're young. They're young. So so I'm balancing it all. And you're getting six hours sleep. That's impressive. How old are you? (laughs) Um, 42, 42. All right. Last question. Take us back 22 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? That you shouldn't always chase the opportunities that exist today. I would in the, in the past really only focus on meeting the people who could help me 
that day or that month close a deal when the reality is that it's a long run and you really want to try to spread your wings as much as possible. Relationships are everything, no matter what type of business you're in and always try to, you know, scale your, your ability to create and sustain relationships as, as one of your number one priorities. There you guys have it from Matt, sustain those relationships, build and focus on tomorrow's opportunities. He launched back in, well, he launched many, many years ago, his agency called Mr. Youth decided to spin out of that crowd tap mirroring the cap table. They crowd tap raised $16 million did about 1 million in ARR in 2011 when they found it off to a quick start, grew it to about 16.5 million in revenue in 2014. They're now spinning off uh, Ask Suzy, which is a pure play SaaS company serving the same client base, growing very quickly, you know, between 200 and 1 million in MRR already across 70 enterprise clients. Matt, we'll follow closely. Thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks so much.